Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined by my wife, Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I have a conversation about the different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters, because we believe that for those who are awake, we are living in and through the most impactful time in history. Your view of the world is the filter for how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it. Our intention is to provide you with ideas, nutritious food for thought, and some tools that you can use to help you in being your greatest self and living your best life. Listen in. Enjoy. Hi there, and welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast. Stephanie. Hey, on. So another uh, week, another Mindset Matters episode and another great topic, or actually it's an extension of a topic that we did a while back around a new era. And I think that this one is uh, appropriately titled, The New Era Has Arrived. And it comes from a lot of things that have been unfolding over the past couple of weeks. We're getting ready for an event. As a matter of fact, when this particular podcast drops, we're literally the next day going into an event where we'll be talking about the new era and the new era that includes technology in the world of real estate and business and a number of things and a number of initiatives that we have going on with the Real Estate Investment Network, as well as launching our shift program. Now, that's all to say that whenever these new programs come up and we introduce new programs, stuff shows up, right? You hear comments differently. It's the old case of, you know, opportunities don't show up until you consider the possibilities. And when we're talking about a new shift program or when we're talking about the event we're having this weekend and a new technology platform for real estate investors, then all of a sudden out of that possibilities, those creative possibilities, you know, opportunities show up. And the opportunity to have conversation in this case is about seeing what people are going through as we actually are now into the new era. We talked about, you know, what is up for people as they go into it. So where am I going with this whole conversation? I'm not quite sure yet. But when, <laughs> so the thing about it is that as we enter a new era, as we talk to people, and I've got some really cool stories to to share, but as we talk to people, we're feeling or we're sensing and getting feedback around feeling a little unsettled. Now, that doesn't mean it's negative. It can be unsettled as in I'm excited about the future. That's less common than I'm fearful of the future. So I'll kind of pass the puck to you and, you know, because I know that you've also had many conversations. And what are you seeing as we go into this new era? Where would you like to enter the conversation? Well, I think it's acknowledging that something is coming to a close. There's some familiarity and some um, memories that maybe we're trying to hang on to and trying to give ourselves a, a little bit of comfort in the fact that there's a like a subtle form of uh, comfort that's coming right now in the form of a little bit of normalcy. We're back into the world. We're back at work. But so many things have changed. And what we have to acknowledge is that there's going to be some things that are never going to go back to the way they were before 2020. It's just the way that it is. And it's for some people, it's very sad. And for some people, it's very exciting. So what I'd like to do is dig into what the uncertainty is and 
is there a way to enter it with fearlessness instead of fear, like seeking comfort in uncertainty rather than demanding certainty? The unsettled that I'm sensing, even in myself, I'm noticing things are changing and things are speeding up and I'm having to learn how to slow things down again so that I don't get caught up in trying to just you know, head full barrel on into a new era without actually being mindful of this transition. Now, the transition, I think we have to be conscious of it. I think we have to actually put a stake in the ground, a line of demarcation going, okay, here's where I'm at in this transition. Here's where I'm at in understanding that when one era comes to a close, there needs to be a transition time that could be quite bumpy. But as we open up to a new era, is it okay to be frightened? Is it okay to be fearful? Is it okay to be uncertain? And is it okay to be really optimistic and open? And I think it's all of those things that are coming together right now where people are feeling, and in my conversations with people, whether it's friends, family, clients, is there this, this hum of uncertainty that really is affecting people? And I think it's important that we shine a light on it today. Yeah. And from a mindset matters kind of view or a point of view of mindset matters, you know, it always starts, we say it often, which is that it starts with with being aware, being aware of how you're feeling, being aware of what you're seeing for the future for yourself, for your family. Uh, what is it that you're feeling around the future? And what are you nervous about? And or what are you excited about? But the first thing is about is having the awareness so that you're not getting caught up in it. Now, let's talk a little bit and start to break this down into kind of components, if you will. You know, one of the things that showed up for us, you know, as I'm talking with the team within the Real Estate Investment Network, we've got an event coming up and we're talking to people randomly because we also are having other conversations with them. And we say, are you going to be at the Accelerator Summit this weekend? And they're going, what summit? And we have sent out emails, we've texted people, uh, we've made announcements on social media, and they're like oblivious to that particular event coming up. And it's a big event, they're part of the community, and you go, how do you miss it? And, you know, as an organization, as a team, we're going, what do we have to do to kind of get people's attention. And the reality of it is, of course, is that, you know, people are so inundated with information coming at them. They're so distracted. Some of it is the distraction of just sheer volume of information coming at them. Some of it is just the distraction of what's happening in life and business and jobs and careers and family. I mean, there's so many distractions coming at people, which is also as we shift into a new era, you know, a lot of people that we talk to or a number of people that we hear from are kind of locked into this place in this story of pre-pandemic. You know, so I've broken it down in my mind. There was pre-pandemic, there was pandemic, and now there is post-pandemic. And it's the culmination of all those things that are bringing us into the new era. The question becomes, what are you going into the new era with? What are you going to let go and what do you want to keep? Are you aware that we're shifting and you're shifting into the new era? We are at a global level going into a new era, a new way of being uh, culturally, society, belief systems changing, shifting. Some are being forced down our throat. I mean, we've talked about it many times. So the question is, is that how do you step back from that? How do you slow it down so you don't run into it and crash and burn? And I'm going to share a story in a minute, but I want to just stop for a second and kind of look at it and see from your point of view, how would you kind of disseminate that? How would you break that down and how you're feeling or seeing it with your clients and or the conversations that you're having? Well, for me, there's two ways of looking at it. You know, to your point, there's the pre-pandemic, the, the 
what we went through and then the post outcome of what's happening. And we have to be able to disseminate and distinguish what we're going to bring forward, what we're going to leave behind. Pre-2020, I did have a sense that something was changing, something was up. I mean, I've been doing my conspiracy theory work since the early 1990s. So I'm not surprised, you know, I, you know, if anybody asked me, like, oh, yeah, this totally makes sense. But on one hand, you know, there's never a way to be prepared to what really happened. So there's a lack of preparedness for these changes that I think that most people are feeling. They don't feel prepared. They don't feel they're ready for some kind of change. So there's the the desire or the wanting to go back to my memory, for example, that it was so great before 2020. Everything was so much easier. Everyone loved each other. There wasn't this divisiveness. They didn't want to force me to put stuff in my body. They weren't going to take away my cash, all these things. No, that was happening. We made just... Mm, weren't really aware of it. But now that we move forward and we're starting to get more awareness to what's happening and to live in a post-pandemic world, how do we prepare ourselves in the way mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually? And that's what I'm really seeing is that I'm noticing where I'm not in shape. I'm noticing where our finances are a little bit off. I'm noticing that, oh my gosh, thank God we don't take consumer debt and we pay our credit cards off. Thank God we don't carry a lot of debt because going forward, this could be this, this, and this. So in all seven areas of life, I'm knowing, I'm seeing that I have to really dig into and be mindful to in order to prepare myself and us as our family as we're going forward into some uncertainty. I don't have a problem with uncertainty. I love being open and fearless when it comes to opportunities. But I'm hearing from my clients and from people that we're talking to and friends and, and chosen family, there's so much fear. There's so much fear and people wanting to go back to what they believe truly was a better way of being. And I think that's going to be a little bit difficult for people is that the truth is, I don't know if it was better. So we have to be careful of our memories and our memories are designed, of course, for self-preservation. So we need to be mindful. And I think even in this conversation, as we build into the conversation of a new era, is what memories are we going to be attached to and what are we going to bring forward? And can we figure out what's a true memory and what is just a memory that's trying to keep us safe? Yeah, you know, it's such a great point because there's a part of it where we want to hang on to what once was, what we feel that we were comfortable with or we believe we understood and we had some kind of control over and we want to hang on to that and those things are quickly disappearing and they're disappearing uh, because a lot of the times we just don't have control over the direction that government's taking us culture is going technology is taking us so i want to share you know that you know what we feel and what we've seen with others is this velocity that things are moving. And for some, it feels like, no, it's we're just mucking around in the mud and we're not going anywhere. For others, it's like, holy cow, we've got all this technology, we've got AI, we've got interest rates that are going off the charts in, in this world, you know, compared to what they've been for many years. That throws people off in terms of their debt management, their consumer management. We're in an economy that is literally a debt-driven economy. We have been consumer-driven for many, many years, and it's going to start to come back to haunt us. I think that's part of what the uncertainty is that people are feeling because the reality of a consumer-driven economy is it gets really unstable and really uncertain because people quit spending money because they can't afford to take on debt. Now, that's not everybody that can't, but many, many can't. I would say probably better than half of the population 
can't or refuse to take on any additional debt because it's just too hard, too hard to cover. Now, when you're in that economic place, that is really creating a lot of pressure. We've seen where families have broken up because of all the things that were happening through the pandemic, but now there's a lot of financial strain. There are jobs that seem to be at risk. There is worrisome and debt that is, uh, you know, kind of taken over the world. And that puts you in a whole different place. And things are moving really quickly. And there is no control. You're out of control or you're feeling out of control because you just are in a place where you're at the effect of what's going on in a global macro kind of place. Now, I, I don't mean to take this on a economic kind of conversation or into an economic conversation, but that's a big part of what's happening right now. And I want to just share a couple of things. You know, many years ago, this is a story as a kid. It's a metaphor that I'm going to try and make, make sense. You know, as a kid, we were on vacation and we were in BC, I think, and I don't remember either British Columbia or I don't know, somewhere we were vacationing. It was kind of mountainous and hilly and we were in our trailer and right in behind our trailer was a creek and it was a creek that went down off of, you know, it was about a four or five foot drop into this creek that was full of rocks and fish. And it was really cool. I about 13 years old. Awesome. Awesome. Well, behind that creek was this hill and a path that went up this hill. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. I'll go up to the top of this hill. Well, I did that and I looked around and uh, said, well, this is kind of cool and boring all at the same time. Time to go back down the hill. Well, I started walking back down the hill. And as I'm walking down the hill, the next thing you know, I kind of broke into a little bit of a trot. And then that trot broke into a bit of a run. And that run broke into, I'm out of control coming down this hill. I cannot stop. My heels are kind of wrapping up around my ears. And I'm realizing there is no kind of runway flat spot at the bottom. It literally drops into the creek and I can see that I'm going to go over the edge of this creek and you know crash and burn into the rocks. So I literally had to relax, let myself go and fall in order to stop myself from going over the edge into this creek, into the rocks. Well, that's all to say that I crashed and I burned and I was scraped and beat. And I, I remember going into the trailer. It looks like I'd maybe been mauled by a bear. My mom's going, what the hell happened to you? The point is this. The momentum got me going and I had no control. I was literally going down the hill and I only, the only way I could stop was to crash and burn. So the metaphor in all of that is number one, realizing, I, you know, I guess at 13, I didn't know that you could ever find yourself in a position where you're running down a hill and you have no control over the run. I'm thinking you're always in control when you're running. Well, guess what? You're not. And as I'm coming down that hill, all these things sped up. So you start to realize, you know, in the metaphor of life, if you will, if you look at that, sometimes life can just get moving fast. You've got things that are going on that you're not in control of. We certainly weren't in control and aren't in control of a lot of decisions that are being made, a lot of policies that are being made, and a lot of things that are happening in the world today, we're just at the effect of. It's like me running down the hill. I was the effect of the steepness of that hill, and I didn't know enough to know, push back, don't buy into the momentum. Don't get sucked into the momentum of running down that hill. And I'm seeing more and more where people are feeling the overwhelm and the momentum and the velocity of what's happening in the world. And they're being sucked up into it. And they're resisting that. 
you know, you're feeling like I don't want to do this and or you're in it and now you don't know how to get the hell out of it. And these are some of the problems that I think are kind of showing up when we're having conversations. And that's part of what's freaking people out. Now, the other side of that, and I know I'm going on here a little bit, we're doing a big renovation in a building on our property that we're going to turn into workshop space. And it's going to be really cool. We're looking forward to it. And workshop as in in-person live workshops with people, <laughs> not workshop with, real people. with people, not workshop as in, you know, I'm going to get into carpentry. So the point is, is that I've got these young trades guys coming through and it's really interesting. They're young as in most of them so far have been, you know, early thirties and, you know, young budding entrepreneurs. And, you know, of course I get just so drawn into that. I love it. Right. So I'm asking questions, what are you doing? And I'm doing all these things. And, you know, I'm talking about some of the work we do in the millionaire, uh, the everyday millionaire podcast and interviews I'm doing. And they're just like, so like they're big, like big sponges excited about the future, uh, excited about building business and being entrepreneurs. And, and it's really a cool energy to be part of, but in, along the way, you know, they're, they're they're inquisitive, but they're not caught up in a lot of the other velocity or the momentum of some of this technology. These guys are trades guys. What they've got is young families. They're just married. They've got a child. So where am I going with all that? The point is, is that we have to recognize that as frightening as it is for some, and we see that, we hear that, there's another side to this that if you're slowing down, if you're being aware of what's happening, you're not buying into everything. You're not being caught up in mainstream media, for example. You're not being caught up in all of the technology, having that fear of missing out and chasing something that you think is going to make you rich overnight. Do you follow what I'm saying? Is, is any of this making sense? Of course. I mean, the story back to the story of you running down the hill and thinking that gravity is, you know, doesn't exist <laughs> or momentum <laughs> oh, is your friend. Did I know what gravity was at 13? Oh, yeah, I'm sure so. I did. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and you know, and, and you're right. I think we get out of control and we start thinking that this is the pace we're going to have to operate at. And the next thing you know, we're redlining and you know, it really is important to slow it down and, and to to get grounded and have people around you that can call you on it. Like I had a friend this week call me on it. Just you're going too fast. You're changing things too fast. I can't follow. I don't like the energy that it's bringing. And you know what? It really made me slow down and think about it and go, okay, what is the the energy that I'm bringing into this uncertainty? What is my responsibility in the choices that I'm making? Am I looking for comfort? Am I looking for certainty? And I love the fact that you're talking to the trades guys, because the truth is they're at an age where there is possibility still, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I get a little bit nervous right now when I'm seeing more and more different businesses that, you know, we go to or restaurants that are not taking cash. They're only taking credit cards or debit cards or eventually, you know, your Apple pay or whatever. And I'm thinking what's going to happen is part of what's going to give people comfort. And I, and I want to shine a light on this and I don't know enough about it. So don't, you know, hold me to it, but What's going to give people comfort is this illusion of convenience. So all these QR codes and all these things you can sign up for that it's going to be so convenient and so easy for you to do your banking and your shopping and you don't have to worry about losing your wallet or bringing your purse. So those types of things I believe are designed to quell some of this anxiety. And to me, I see it as a bit of a trap. You know, I, I was on the... Um, Air Canada app the other day coming home from Spain and all of a sudden it said, hey, sign up for our QR code. That's how you get into the lounge. I'm like, well, no, can I just use my boarding pass? You know, I don't I don't need to be given another layer of convenience to quell my anxiety around something that isn't even existing. So 
you know, long story short, when we think of the momentum and what is going to be offered to us as solutions, I think we have to be mindful of that as well. And to step back and, and to take a look at, at where we want to, to enter the conversation around who am I going to be as I enter this new era? Am I going to be an independent sovereign soul? Am I going to be somebody that's going to have my critical thinking skills? Am I going to want to hire young, enthusiastic tradespeople to help us grow? And can we pay them cash? And, you know, can we be in a conversation that can bring some of the old era stuff into the new era in a way that is responsible and mindful and not fear-based. Because that's the other thing. If we have a memory that the, wor- the world, the way that it used to be was the best ever, you know, can we move through the conversation and say, well, yeah, it was, it was good. It was great. But there are some downsides to it. Am I going to seek convenience and comfort? Or am I going to dig into entering this new era with mindfulness, with a prosperity mindset with an abundance mindset? Am I going to surround myself with like-minded people? If shit does hit the fan again and they lock everybody down because of climate change or because of whatever, then are we prepared this time? And I think we have an opportunity as we enter this new era to have more skills and to have more conversations with people that we, um, and you know, in our case, We've had to really let go some relationships over the past couple of years that that didn't serve either of us. I mean, it was hard at the time. But when you think about where we are now, it actually is the best thing that could have ever happened. So I want to invite the conversation is to, yes, it's momentum. It's scary. Physics is a thing. Gravity is a thing. And momentum can really become addictive and attractive. But watch yourself. Don't get caught up in seeking solutions from outside of yourself. And from a mindset matter standpoint, we have all our answers inside. Don't seek convenience. Don't seek answers. Don't don't look for the shortcuts. You know, we talk about, you know, in some of our coaching programs, the difference between motion versus action. There's a lot of motion right now and the things that are going to get caught up and people will get caught up in things as they enter this new era. But I slow down, take one step at a time, and let's commit to action versus motion. You know, there's a lot, you said a lot there. And I think that when we consider what's going on in the world, where we've come to, you know, there's a fundamental, which is first and foremost, the message always is have some awareness about how you're feeling. How are you seeing the world? Are you looking through uh, rose-colored glasses? Are you surrounded by people who will actually support and ask you tough questions? And are you in a space and have you created an environment for yourself to have really meaningful conversations? You know, I talked on one of my podcasts, I think when you were in Spain, uh, it was, I talked about being authentic, authentic and can you be vulnerable? And that doesn't go just for women. That's for men as well, but you need to create that environment for yourself, that circle of influence or the circle of friends, if you will, that you can have those meaningful conversations where you're not having, uh, a conversation, a circular conversation in your head. There's a part of this too, is that even as you're speaking, is that we have to be careful of what are we bringing with us into a new era? What do we want to let go? We've let go of some relationships. Uh, As some of you who have been on the podcast for a while, uh, we had a business in Edmonton, one of our, we had a, we have a business in Edmonton, two locations, retail, and we had to shut one of those, rec- uh, those locations down during the, sh- the lockdown, et cetera. Now, at the time I was really pissed off and I was really pissed off because I had no choice. It was like this thing that the government had done. I didn't agree with it. Long story short, 
we shut the store down. We made the decision we made. We went through and did some really smart things in that transition back and into one store. Now, two years later or almost two years later, turned out to be a really great outcome, a great decision, uh, great team, one store, very, very strong, very solid, turned out to be really great. Relationships that we were hanging on to uh, pre-pandemic and then we start to see the shift in values when the pressure gets up, right? When the pressure starts to mount, you start to see who people are and that goes both sides. I'm not saying that you know, people looked at us and thought we were remarkable. I'm just saying we then parted ways. Point is, you know, three years later, four years later, turns out to be a really great move. You know, we don't aren't carrying that baggage forward. Now, as we go into the new era, we start to understand that, you know, something there's maybe some things that we are hanging on to, whether that's a thought process, whether that's a dream, a wish, if only things were like they were before, if only he or she were like they were before, you know, is it time to let go of some old stories that you're telling yourself? There's a fundamental that uh, story that we share, another metaphor is that, you know, I don't know where the story comes from, and I'm just going to really paraphrase the story, which is a long time ago, they would trap monkeys. And this is many years ago, whatever country, I'm not even sure where, but the story is actually good in that it makes sense. And they used to trap the monkeys by drilling holes in the ground. There's other ways to do it, but ultimately they would put holes in the ground that a monkey could put their fist in or put their hand in, and then they put food in there. Now, the trap was this. When the monkey grabbed the food, we'll call it the banana, when the monkey grabbed the banana, the only way they could ever get out their fist out of that hole was to let go of the banana. Now, they wouldn't let go of the banana, and literally the hunters would walk up to them and capture them. Now, the point is this. All they had to do was let go of the banana, and they could be, then be free to go and they just couldn't let go of the banana. So the question we ask ourselves is, what are we hanging on to? What are we hanging on to that we wanna take into this new era? And does it really serve us? You know, is it an old story, an old relationship, uh, even a job? You know, maybe it's time to let go. The point is this, is that when we go into a new era, being mindful, we have to complete, which means we have to let go of things. We're actually gonna be talking about that. We're, you and I are doing a presentation at the Accelerator event on the 23rd. Uh, so if you're, depending on when you're listening to this, if you wanna join us for that, you can register for that. The point is this, what are we hanging on to that we actually need to let go of? And when we start to get really clear that there are some things that we just have to let go, we can then transition into the new era and we can maybe do it with grace. There'll probably be a little discomfort along the way. But I think that many could realize that there is a bright future if you're not trying to hang on to the past and bring it with you. And I think part of that monkey story is what's so great about it is that, and I don't think you're comparing me to a monkey, but there's some things that when you realize that you can let go of that banana and take your hand and there's a whole plethora of fruit around you and other bananas and other people that, and other, uh, you know, maybe monkeys that have other things they want to share with you, but the control and the grip on that banana with your hand and your fist stuck in that hole is truly about fear and it's about lack and it's about having a, a mindset of poverty. It's, it's, a, it's a lack mindset. So by softening, loosening the grip on the banana and taking the hand out, 
It's trusting that there's going to be more food there. There's trusting that there's going to be more abundance and trusting that you're going to be supported. And I think that's the transition as we go from one era into this new era is that we don't have to be afraid if we trust. And you and I have gone through the needles, the eye of the needle so many times and so many different things. And yes, it's been difficult, but there's not been one time that our life hasn't grown or the people around us haven't stood up and shown up for us and vice versa. So let's let's let go of this banana, whatever this banana is, and enter the new era with um, instead of a, a fist and open, maybe an open hand and an open heart and move into it in a way that we can be open to possibilities and be maybe a little bit excited about being uncertain and excited about possibilities. And yes, going back into our memory and maybe feeling nostalgic, (laughs) thinking the way that it was, was a certain way, and maybe it was better, but not to live there because we have the opportunity as human being, as conscious, sentient, sentient beings is to live in the moment and to live into a very powerful and compelling future. And I think that's what I'm excited about talking on June 23rd on Friday night, where I get to be with you. I I don't know if we're going to do a version of Mindset Matters, but we're going to talk about the new era and we're going to talk about and drill down and maybe tell some stories about, you know, how this can work and how it has worked and how it hasn't worked. But going forward, I think if we just acknowledge as you know, as a culture, as human beings, that we're going from one stage of life to another. It doesn't matter where we are, but as a collective, we we have to acknowledge it on some level and to don't live in the past if we can, because it's it's gone. The pasta is the pasta, as my Italian friend says. Okay, that's really bad. So listen, folks, when you consider really where bad. you're at, the new era has in fact arrived. You know, we have pulled the future into the present. We are always pulling the future into the present. And you cannot hang on to the past and step into the future. There are things that you are going to have to let go of and be mindful of it. And of course, sometimes it is uncomfortable. It is painful. It's like literally, you know, crashing at the bottom of the hill so you don't go over the edge. But the point is, is you come out maybe with some bumps and bruises, but you are there to uh, thrive and to actually excel into what is next. So if you're listening to this, join us on the 23rd for the Real Estate Investment Network Accelerator Summit, if you happen to be catching that. And if you're still with us, we are launching our shift program. You can go to the show notes and or the description there before or below, I should say, in the YouTube channel comments. And uh, Stephanie, as always, thanks. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others. Share with your friends as it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.